Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name's Dominic Mercurio, and I'm here as always with Laura Weinbach. Hello. And our guest this evening is Bay Area filmmaker Pete Lee. Hey, how's it going, everybody? What's up, dude? Bay Area's best. Bay Area's best. B-b-b-bust. Bay Area's baker. Bay Area's bust. Bay Area's busted. <laughs> Now, Pete Lee, uh, you recently made a film, a short film called uh, "Don't Be a Hero." Is that yeah, correct? I recently so society made a short film called "Don't hood? Be a Hero." Oh, sorry. What, what's it called? <laughs> Lord's not paying attention over here. No, I am. I am. I was, <laughs> was just. I thought Snoop it had a subtitle. Dog. It had. A what's, Oh, oh, what's the yes. Snoop Dogg okay, reference? Wait, I, I want the Snoop Dogg reference. No, it's yeah. called right. Don't Be. Let, let's do that again. Let's okay, do that okay, again. Okay, yeah, ask yeah. a question. Um, now, Pete Lee, you recently made a film called uh, Don't Be a Hero. And? While drinking your gin and juice in the hood. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Sorry. Say it again. <laughs> okay. Um, Pete Lee, you recently made a film. Uh, let me just check my notes here. I believe it's called Don't Be a Hero. To society while drinking your gin and juice in the hood. I don't know <laughs> if there's gin in the parody. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Look at the All reference, right. you guys. Okay. I'm behind Wait, the time. Wait, so you didn't you're write young. Oh, I'm you a young, young young. I know, you're too young. God, I feel too like I don't, get, I just yeah. don't get our podcast. I feel like all the jokes of, of our podcast just go over my yeah. head. They do. You're a millennial. I am a millennial. It's true. These millennials these days. These millennials always from? on their iPhones and their scratcher tickets and right. their who's uh, nots and what's who's. For those listening at home, he just raised his iPhone. I did. It's I great did. visual. I do literally have an iPhone. And raise my voice. I scream a lot. And he millennial. raised his hand to stand and deliver. Yeah. Us millennials, we like <laughs> to just stand out from the pack. You know what I mean? We like to just really like put ourselves out there in a sort of crazy way. Take a stand. Anyways, don't be a hero. Recently, uh, got into fucking Sundance, which is incredible. That's so awesome. I'm sure you're stoked. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a relief. You know, you work <laughs> on something for a long time and, you know, when you do short films, nobody gets paid and yeah. everyone's kind of cranky. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's a relief that it ended up somewhere nice. And yeah. it's a relief that, you know, everyone's effort was validated in, in a way, you know. How short is awesome. it? It's uh, it's fifteen minutes. It's okay. pretty short. That's the right Wait, amount. That's a, that's like the perfect to me ideal length for a short film. Yeah, it's like half of an episode of Girls. <laughs> God, <laughs> what a stupid reference. No, I love You're that. You're such show. a millennial. I know. But the first half is what? better in Girls when they're just they're just setting up. You don't know where yeah. it's to going. Yeah. Ah. Wait, so what? You see where like did you shoot boob. it? I shot it in Bakersfield. <laughs> oh, Baker's Best. Okay. Yeah. So, Baker's Best Dozen. Uh, <laughs> um, Baker's Dozen. Oh. Um, and Bayer is Baker's Best. And uh, what's it about? Is it about Baker's? No, it's 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 um getting big. It's inspired by a true story, and it's about a middle-aged woman who um, you know battles her loneliness and boredom by uh, robbing banks dressed as a cowboy. Oh, yeah. And it's also about what happens once the disguise comes off and she still just has to, you know, mm-hmm. face up with all of her disappointments. Is there like a theme song to the, the show? The movie? They are, there are multiple theme songs. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the main song is uh, La Fête Noir. Is, uh, La is Fête a f- Noir? Yeah. The it's Festival like a f- of Night of the Dark? Um, yeah, it's exactly what that is. It's. Um, <laughs> How does it go? 
Is that the song? You keep going. And then you hear a guy goes. And he starts singing French. I don't know the actual. And see. Yeah, that was a good. I loved it. That was a good intro. That was, that was really as good, good an yeah. intro as one headline, which is the best intro from the '90s, which you're not alive for. <laughs> no, so. yeah. Wait, I, that's intro that's is right. what? One head, one life one, to live. One headline by Wallflowers. <laughs> oh wait, how does that go again? All right, it starts. It starts with. Um, or we're doing one headline, or we're doing no, no. You're right. Yeah, one headline. I'm sorry, I just jumped. Okay, again. okay. Jumped it starts. It's a millennial thing. A guitar in the distance. Okay. Burner, burn, burn, and then you kick in with that one, two beat. Huh. The wallflowers got that funky? I do not recall. Wait, are we talking about the same wallflower as Bob Dylan's son? Yeah, yeah Bob Dylan's son What's has his name? soul. His name is Jacob. Dylan. Oh, yeah, Jacob. Jacob, Jacob Wallflower Dylan. <clears throat> what was his big hit? It was like, I don't want to be Sun a baby. Strong on me. I, I, I couldn't speak English. <laughs> I was new to the country. <laughs> strong in the when you, when Sixth you were a fan Avenue. Did he do that song that was like, I don't want to be with you? <laughs> you know, no. I don't want to be a Jedi? No, it was like, I don't want to be with you. What the hell that? Oh, no. Oh, 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 no. That was Hootie and the Blowfish. There you go. No relation to uh, Bob Dylan. They're all in the same boat, I find. Yeah. (laughs) I never liked any of it, to be honest. I mean, but I I love it. I think they're all great. I do. I I respect. (sighs) Much love. All you generation, what is it, Xers? Are you Xers? No. Hell no. That's too old. What, Wisers? No, they came out with the word, but it's It's Generation Y. Are you Generation Y? Oh, we're Generation Y, yeah. Well, no, to be honest, we actually are in, well, I'm in actually at the cutoff of the millennial You're edge. And so yeah. are you. You're edging on the millennial The millennials start at 80, I think. 1980. Oh, really? That's what I heard. Oh, no. No, no I 81. think it's 85. No, no, 81. 81. Actually, it really varies depending on what website I just thought you oh. don't website. remember 9-11. You're a millennial. <laughs> Like I do. whether or not people remember 9/11, I think is he does. Dominic I remember was like, it. It's a millennium. He totally remembers calling 911 because his dad grounded him. He was like, Dad, oh, dad that's I not. Hate that's you. just 911. That's no, not 911. I doubled down. I doubled down. 911. It's a three digit. Ours is one digit and then two digit. No, he that's was a like, what number do I tragedy. call if my dad's pissing me it's off? It's just a way that I remember it. Like I'm like, what's the emergency number? Oh yeah, 911, and then I just dial 911, and I'm like, 911, God. It. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah, and then that's, the towers. That's exactly okay. what happened. Yeah, yeah. I got a story for you guys. I got locked out of the house the other day. This very house that we're sitting in. By the way, we're recording this one at my house, which is not a normal uh, occasion. Right. It's not a normal house. No, it's not a normal house, not a normal occasion. Mm-hmm. Basically, the other night, I was about to take out the trash, right? And merely my. Um, my PJ kind of just the PJ and, and T-shirt kind of vibe. Sexy. I like went out that little back door there and I recently, I somewhat recently moved into this house. So I sort of forgot the like rules of the, of the law of the land here and forgot that that very door will lock when you uh, leave. Oh, shit. Took out the trash and like really just went on for about 45 minutes, but I was stuck outside the house and it did sort of make me think about being millennial actually in that sort of way because I didn't have my phone. 
and I didn't have my wallet and I didn't have my keys. So it's not like I go to my car. Because keys are definitely a millennial thing. Well, no, well, you know what I mean. Like, you know, I couldn't go to my car and like right. drive somewhere. To, <laughs> like the know. first millennial, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what did people do with pre-millennial age? You know, like what, what, what are those ones supposed to do? I mean, I was, I was like seeing my life. They went up to doors and they went open sesame, <laughs> and the door just opened because they didn't have keys back then. No, I mean, yeah, I had to. Yeah. I, I basically yeah. like I rang the doorbell because I thought that Hillary might have been home. My roommate. Yeah. Um, so you were just out there in your pajamas? I was, pajama, out, there, I was pajama? out there in my PJs. It was freezing. Did you go to the bar? <laughs> no, I and didn't go. Like, I thought that was my next move, actually. <laughs> I was really like assessing the whole situation. I was like, all right, what am I going to do here? I'm going to try to see if I can get Hillary's attention because I think she might have been home when I went out. And I rang the doorbell like a bunch of times. I waited out there for like 10, 15 minutes. I was like, fuck, I think she left. Uh-huh. Then my next thought was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just like call up a friend but I was like, wait a sec, I don't know anyone's fucking phone numbers. I don't know anyone's phone numbers except for my parents. Wow. So I was like, well, I guess I could borrow somebody's phone. That's not and good. Because my parents don't live too But you far. don't have the charisma. You gotta <laughs> keep, the charisma. No, you gotta keep, a, like, you gotta keep all your phone numbers on a piece of paper. I should have done that. Tattooed on you like memento. That's what I, I do. have done that, you're right. Yeah. My brother has that too. He has like a, has no a list. He, what? But, but like your brother has no tattoo? Out. No, he is got, he on Bumble? But here's no, the thing. Hell no. But he doesn't. You know, my brother does not even has never and will never own a no, cell phone. No, I know. But but would he when he's taking out the trash keep this list of phone numbers? Absolutely. What are you talking about? He keeps it underneath his in his butt cheek like, or something. In, like basically on his chode. <laughs> Which there's the two is, meanings of, by the way. I had just <laughs> I had a, like just taken a shower, <laughs> so I truly was just in like PJs and a T-shirt. There was like nothing. I was I felt like a bear just person you know? yeah, you oh i thought it felt like a bear i felt like a uh, bear you know i mean i'm getting a little hairy lately these days no but that's like, crazy because it's like you were really without for a moment there. i was without i was without i but was like were, i might just have you were a have not <laughs> but you were <laughs> a, you were a, you survived right what did you i was do? thinking about i was thinking so about what? just chilling out in the alley for a bit you Wait, know? did you start a fire did you i was th- i was like i gotta go to this bar I guess, did you lick your fingertip to like detect the wind to figure out which way is north I eventually I like hopped down into the alleyway down here. You hopped. I hopped. Down. You live on second or third floor. Did you uh, lose your feet second. too? <laughs> like, no, no. I, I, I. Okay, so you were down. on the balcony on the third floor. There's oh, no I fire see, escape. Second floor. Oh, second sorry, floor, I missed that little detail. No That's fire escape. No, there is a fire escape. I mean, I had walked down and around to the front to, but basically, so I was my last resort plan was like maybe Hillary is in her room yeah. and she can't hear the doorbell. Yeah. So maybe if I can like get to her window, <laughs> right. oh yeah, I can get her attention. Yeah. Oh, this so this was fun. like my last resort plan. So uh-huh. then I like hopped down into there's like a little nook near uh near both our windows all right i hopped down there and this is like a this is like a six foot kind of drop and i was like i guess i'm gonna have to be good at climbing back up because if i don't get her attention i'm like stuck right right uh and I like went up this little fire escape of the building next door, like to about the level that I would be at her did window. Did some people see you at all? Well, there was this one girl and she did look out the window when I was first about to hop and then I didn't hop because mm-hmm. I was like, I think I don't want her to think I'm like a burglar, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to like raise anybody's alarms, you know, because I look like a, I look pretty sketch. So I didn't want to like, you yeah, know, alarm you're an idler, not a burglar. <laughs> yeah, you're just out there. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the scrambled on this fucking on fire exit. <laughs> yeah. I was like maybe eight feet now from uh, Hillary's window, and I just and I just sort of sat there because I can't directly see in her window, but I saw that her light was on. Mm. I was like, I just gotta take a chance here, so I just kind of go like, 
Hillary! <laughs> and then like nothing happened. That's funny. And then like looked like you're about to yell, but it was. So, but you didn't commit. That, that's, like no, you're that's yelling a, like not committal. No, that's the volume yeah. I yelled. Okay. Because because I didn't want to like again. I didn't want to like scream. I mean, it's like imagine late at the night. news story. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. You finally, if you, yeah. You didn't want to get her attention. They, so yeah, clearly. They call him the pajama just... burglar. He was on the loose a few days ago, and then he snuck into someone's room, and they found him just in their bed. Because he breaks into people's houses. I basically wanted to find the minimum volume that I'd have to be. It was a Goldilocks. (laughs) I thought there were going to be bears here. (laughs) Imagine that was your excuse for everything. The pajama burglar was found three days ago. He's currently being detained at the LAPD. Uh, I swear it's my house. (laughs) No, if I, I mean, hindsight always 20-20. But if I were you and they looked at me, I would just wistfully look up and sing Maria. Maria. Like I was oh, West Side Story. And Maria. Is that the song you're talking about? Yeah. No, oh, really? You mean nobody Maria. Oh, no. We're From not, Sound of Music? Well, these are all different Marias. This is so exciting, everybody. No, West Side Story, guys. Oh, like, I don't do like, that. Because West Side Story... There was a gentleman, he's like sitting on the fire escape uh-huh. and he's singing and he pauses a really long time uh-huh. because Maria on another fire escape uh-huh. under the same moon, but not the same block or the same street or even the same neighborhood. Right, uh-huh. right. Yeah, is also singing. So maybe oh, you could just do that. Know. And they're like, oh, it's a West Side Story. Right. Like, I could have I tried to play it off. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Point is, I don't think anybody <laughs> heard me, including Hillary. And so then I sort of had to like slightly amp it up because I was trying to find the minimum volume that would catch her attention, but no else's attention uh-huh. i like only wanted hillary's attention you know so then i just like a couple more times i'm just sitting out there on the fire escape and i'm just going like hillary <laughs> and eventually eventually so i see this door open here which is to our back door and you had to climb back like, up can i help you <laughs> wait who said that my uh my oh, hillary. hillary hillary she came out and she's like can I help you? <laughs> and I was like, it's Dominic. <laughs> and oh. I was like, help. Imagine if she didn't Really? But you were in the dark. She couldn't see you. I was in you. the dark, so I, had, oh. I feel like I had to make it known. You could have been like, you don't know me, but. <laughs> I need to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know me, but I know you, Hillary. Yeah. I think, I just feel like you don't know me, but like, <laughs> it opens so many doors. It can, it yeah. can, it can. Yeah. Anyways, I got home and everybody, it's all safe. It's well, good. so you uh, were out for how long? About, 30 minutes? I, like, Probably forty-five minutes or Damn, so. That's I mean, that was really it's forty-five good. millennial minutes. Yeah. It's like probably two commercial breaks, <laughs> like Hulu breaks too. Not even right. like real TV breaks. Right. right. Well, it felt like an eternity. I'll tell you what. Isn't that uh, interesting? Yeah, commercials are really kind of like not a thing you have to deal with as a millennial. <laughs> it's true. Uh, anyways, what's up with you, Laura? That's my story. Uh, well gonna take an acting lesson tomorrow for the first time Ooh, relatable a real live acting coaching lesson hey. well actually i took my first acting coaching lesson as like online with this guy that i paid kind of a lot of money to because I, <laughs> I had this audition well i thought it was going to be an audition that day but it was actually just like a meeting with the director but i wanted to be prepared so right. um i like hi- i called up this guy and i was like i need a lesson now mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like 11 p.m at night but i didn't call him i wrote and then he he like wrote back he's like we'll do it tomorrow morning 10 a.m <laughs> and it was kind of crazy he was like teaching me how to speak kind of like with a german accent and i just felt very out of my comfort do, zone. do you remember any of it kind of it was sort of like oh yeah because it's crazy i'll look at people in movies and i think 
they'll say certain lines that are very kind of simple lines that may or may not stand out to the average viewer. But I think to myself, if I had to do that line, like, I don't know if I could do it. Uh It's just so awkward seeming to Uh me. And for me, the line that I was having a hard time with was, well, the context is like, it's this woman who's a singer and she has to go out and she's kind of drunk and she has to like talk to the audience of all these soldiers. Mm -hmm. And it's like World War II era, Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, singer to the troops type of situation. It's a dark and stormy. And she has to go out there and the line is, hello, boys. (laughs) (laughs) But I just don't know how to say hello, boys in a convincing way. Do I say, hello, boys? (laughs) Or do I say, Hello, boys. Or, I oh, don't I like know, that. but it was I like, like that second one. I felt so like just uh, give awkward. Us, give us a couple more. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hello, boys. <laughs> okay, next. Or hello, hello, boys. Wait, and you're slightly drunk. It's kind of dr- yeah. It's kind of like drunk? a How like many I just I had? feel so like uncomfortable being so free and open in that way. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, and the the acting coach kind of like did it. I was like, you do it. I want to see how you would do it. Mm-hmm. And he did, and he like threw his arms up. You can't see me, people out there who are listening. But she he threw it. his she arms threw up and he goes, hello, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, that was really good. Mm. And I had him read the rest of it. And I was like, man, I, I would cast you if you were a woman. <laughs> but I felt like he did such a good job. And I just like, I don't know. I just need a lot of work. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm, I'm really willing to like work on this and try to get it down. Cause Hell I yeah. So tomorrow's like hello boy session. Tomorrow's too. a hello boy session. And it's also mm-hmm. she has to be like a German born, Engli- like an English speaking German born woman mm. with a muddled accent. So it's kind of like, do I go hello boys? <laughs> or, <laughs> or do I hello boy? I don't know. It just feels so stupid. Like Ooh, it doesn't like sound wait, real. You know wait, what I mean? Give us that full second. Hello boys. There we go. No, that did not seem <laughs> legit. Because she's also supposed to be kind of sexy, I think. So how do I be sexy and kind of drunk and german and german <laughs> yeah, and a, out there it's a conundrum but anyways hello boys i don't know you got it no i don't very good very good yeah. how would you guys do it can i hear you hello boys see that does that feels like a joke so i was it was a joke it was <laughs> how do you do it i, I was joking. in a, i was in a male strip club in uh toronto called Ooh. remington men of steel um mm. I was I was at I was there for uh, hot research. dog hot dog international film festival yeah and I also researched because in my uh, I, I wrote a strip club scene in my film and my good friend Boots Riley said mm-hmm. uh, well you better not fake it because everyone's been to a strip club and like everyone always knows like when you are in like a fake movie strip club mm. and I was like yeah but I don't have the money to like <laughs> research. <laughs> But anyway, I was uh, I was doing karaoke sure with a bunch of documentary filmmakers, and we got kicked out of a karaoke bar early, and we're standing on the side of the street trying to figure out where to go, and uh, there was like a, a drunk woman. She was just like, "Let's all go to Remington Men of Steel," and quickly somehow I just indexed that place in the back of my head from like five wow. years ago when two of my friends, uh, their sisters, both named Remington. You know, <laughs> not it's not their first name. It's not like uh, a, yeah. a George Foreman. Um, right. <laughs> Their last name, <laughs> but I say if you ever ever in Toronto, like that's uh, the one. That's yeah, the yeah, yeah, and you know, like flashback in my head the way like a sensei tells you to remember your training. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it was just like if you go to Toronto, go to Remington Men, Men of Steel because we need T-shirts from there. Like they had a very specific instruction. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, let's all go to Remington Men of Steel. So I led like this charge across the street. We all ran across the street, and I said to the you know to the guys, hey, we're here for the T-shirts. And I went upstairs and I turned around and it was just me and this like husband named Mark. Like he's just a husband looking mm. man. Mm. And Got, like, everyone else 
just I, kept walking. Uh-huh. And it was just me and him. And it was like the friend. Well, first of all, it was exactly as I wrote it. So I think I just have a natural knack for <laughs> sad strip clubs. Oh, you had already written the scene. I already wrote the scene. Oh, okay. And I wrote like, you know, like a kind of longish stage. And then you have like one. I mean, uh, uh, in, in, in this version, since yeah. it's uh, boys stripping. So uh-huh. you had like a very kind of polite bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then on the side, you have uh, like... A side stage where like an older dancer is talking to like no man who's been there clearly all the time. Yeah, and that was like pretty much what I wrote. But you know, reversing, you know, <laughs> switching, switching up some generals. But anyways, those guys are like they're like magic Mike. Like they're just very conversational. They call everyone a boy, but it's not like <laughs> they don't like overdo it. It's not like you know, it's not. Wait, do your hello boys again? Hello boys. Yeah, it wasn't like that. It hello was like. Boy. It was hello like, boy. It was like, That's he- like a Peter Pan line. Hello, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wendy, is that you? <laughs> but the guys are like, hey, hey, boys, hello, boys. You oh, know, oh, what I do see. you want? Yeah. yeah. And hey, we're boys? just like, hey, all right. And then yeah. they're so conversational, just like, oh, you guys are here for a document? And, oh, yeah, yeah, tell me what's good. Yeah, we'll go see it tomorrow. Tomorrow's my <laughs> day off. But the whole time this guy is saying this, <laughs> Actually, yeah, he, had, he was standing between me and Mark. He had his left hand on my right cheek like my butt cheek <laughs> Ooh, yeah uh-huh. oh and then his like thumb was going up and down oh. it was oh i've been God. in a groove like crack of crack. yeah like um wow That's like a koala bear being uh breastfed mm-hmm. yeah he was doing that and i hope were, were, je- were jeans involved or was it like a sweat you don't wear jeans in canada hold up koala bears <laughs> unless it's a wedding uh, what, what are you wearing? You wear Daisy situation? Dukes or something? I yeah. forgot what in I was wearing. I forgot what I was wearing, but I wish I wish it was tidy whities. But I was like, wow, I didn't even pay for this. Yeah. And then he was already doing this, and I hope his right hand was doing the same thing to Mark's left cheek. Mm, Otherwise, it wouldn't not. have been symmetrical. He wanted you. <laughs> and then, uh, but he was just talking to us the entire time, and I was just like, what more can I get for free? I was like, we're here for a T-shirt, right. and they were just so like, you were into it. They're just like, sure, yeah, yeah. You want the experience? Like, why go a to? Why, why go why to a, a male strip club to Unless be a Unless someone's gonna like slide a thumb between your butt. Yeah, if you're it's getting you're that, for. if you weren't paying for it, like, why it's stop true. it? It's free. Uh, free money. Why stop it? Sliding their do you <laughs> their, their, do you their turn down thumb up your butt crack? I don't know. I mean, Did you say cum crusted? I said because somebody's sliding their poo encrusted thumb up your no, butt crack no, no. unbeknownst. Just, just cum encrusted. That's fine. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wait, why? Let's... How? Okay. I mean. Wait, hold on. Let me ask you this. Okay, go ahead. But it Did, was and hello he, wait, boys. When he went up to you, he was like, <laughs> I think I could. Okay, I I could do that. I feel, I feel like this is my impression of a guy saying hello, boys. Yeah. Hello, boys. How's it going? That's and pretty like, good. You know what I mean? That but there were like natural. three of those and they start ganging hey, up boys. on you. Hey, boys. Oh, yeah. it's a gangbang? Hey, boys. What can I do you No, for? no. You're going to get just paid. And this whole gang I think that was in a strip club. See? You need to do your research. That's the headline. Hey, boys. Uh, that's that's the headline of our podcast. Your cheeks are looking round today. <laughs> they don't look at your cheeks either. They just feel... And they don't judge. They don't judge. You know? They welcome cheeks. That's no, like who no. they are. But... And then at some point, I was trying to make it You're like... You're supposed to judge them. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to make it like last because I knew at some point oh, that yeah. they'll realize that we're just there for the t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like when you what, show up, when you, you show up at like a, a, like a Mormon picnic and you right. just wanted a key lime pie yeah, yeah, yeah. and then at and some you point you're so real like, religion. Yeah. Yeah. But wait. So here's another. Were you wearing Daisy Dukes? No. Why would I wear Daisy Dukes <laughs> in you Canada? Because That's you so said cold. you weren't wearing jeans. Assless chaps. 
No, Were I was you just wearing, wearing a, like I wasn't, I wasn't dressed for Remington Mendes. I mean, I wish I was. I wish I looked on Google Map to see what was across uh, like the street. Wait, from what, yeah. but I was in a, a documentary filmmaker outfit. Uh, okay. So was that, in, did that include a pelvic sponge? No, it was probably like sweatpants that had pattern pants. on them. Sweatpants, you know. Now that's very. <laughs> that's a documentary. That's like a. You could really get up in the. That's that's what I was trying to figure out. Is like because you said that he's sort of like initiating a sort of uh, you know like thumb a, in the crack kind of thing. Yeah. And with sweatpants, that's like sweatpants a real. Sweatpants do create an outline. I find that really, when guys wear sweatpants, really you see a penis pretty well. Oh yeah, that. you can definitely see a penis. Like there's always a kind of like situation going on. You definitely see an outline. Yeah. There's a major outline. I like it though. <laughs> it's kind of I like fun. Major it, it reminds outlines. me of I like major it love major outlines. It reminds me He's of karate actually. There karate. was this guy in my karate named Rex and he really like well Rex every Kondo? T- So Rex was this like kind of like very sort of yoga like kind of Native American guy and he had long hair. He was also kind of a sunset strip rocker kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But karate was his time to sort of like get focused and disciplined. But it's a Renaissance man. But anyway, we would have to do like a hundred sit ups in certain classes and I remember every time he did sit-ups, his like dojo would just slap against the floor because it was so drenched Ooh, in sweat. Oh, his dojo. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he... Um, he used to wear... He had probably kind of like a, an outline going on, I would mm. say. From the butt? No, on the crotch, I would uh, say. Crotchal, on the penis. crotchal sweat area. I was area. about to mention because like, he used to wear like just traditional karate gi, mm. but he wrecked him. <laughs> he wrecked him. <laughs> but he wrecked him. Anyways... Disaster Artist. I just did. What? Oh, so yeah. we all just watched uh, The Disaster Artist, which is directed by James Franco. Uh, and it it's a new comedy um, that is, it's basically about the making of uh, the 2003 film uh, The Room, which is uh, directed and produced and written and stars, uh, oh my God. Tommy. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. 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 I never know how to say his Tommy last name. Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. Always Anyways, Tommy. James Franco plays uh, Tommy Wiseau in this film. Um, he also plays the starring role. Or, I mean, he, he directs and stars in this film. Uh, and Dave Franco, his brother, uh, plays his like sidekick, basically, through throughout this whole uh, experience. Um, yeah. What first did... reactions? Yeah. So, we'll talk at first with no spoilers. So if you haven't seen this film, you can keep on listening for a little bit, and we'll let we'll let you know when we're going to get into uh, the details of everything. Uh, but yeah, Pete, what did you uh, what did you sort of generally think about this film, top level? I I haven't Googled the reviews, but I assume that I'm not the first person to be nostalgic for Ed Wood, mm-hmm. the mm. the film, totally. Um, and I another film about a film, yeah. right? Another film it. about a, a bad, bad filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe there are three. I think there is probably this one, Edward, and probably Living in Oblivion. Uh, no, I haven't I've seen, seen that. That, that oh, one you saw it. That oh. one also features a khaki wearing, khaki wearing like long hair. Oh, really? Star Wait. diva. Yeah, you mean Steve Buscemi's character? No, no, no. It was a start of a, of a thing, and it was supposed to be. Actually, I'm not in sure. Living in Oblivion. Yeah, there was a star in the film that Steve Buscemi was oh, oh, making, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that guy was supposed to be. I forgot who directed Wait, Living in Oblivion, but no, I think it was um, Jim Jarmusch. It was Jarmusch. Wait, was it? No, no, no. no it like was that. the same guy Maybe who not. worked on like Legend of a Fall. Because that oh, yeah. I, I know the long hair guy. It's not Jim Jarmusch. I mean, that's my bad. I always, <laughs> I always 
that movie comes up next to a lot of Jim Jarmusch movies for some reason, but it's yeah, not, okay, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> but anyways, uh, 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 to remind you of Ed Wood, Ed Wood Living Oblivion. I think mm-hmm. there there aren't that many films about like film shoot gone wrong. Yeah, so yeah. or in a way, yeah, those are the that two. That movie is so funny, by the way. Well, there's also like Incident in Loch Ness, the Werner Herzog movie. Nick Reeve, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, it and and I don't know. It's um, <laughs> I guess the, the things I'm I'm identifying are the things that kind of oh, poked at me. Yeah, but I, I I do generally enjoy the movie. Like as a as, as a comedy, I think they're very there are a lot of funny scenes, and I am curious to hear. If people who've like never heard of seen the room, right, yeah. would enjoy the same way that you know kids enjoy Edward without seeing Planet right. of Outer Space. Well, that's a quick question I have for you. So, have you uh, you seen the room? Or yeah, have you not? I've actually. <laughs> Tom DeSillo, by the way. Sorry, that was the director of Living in Oblivion. Oh, I yeah. said Nick Reeve. That's the name of the character, the director in the in the movie, <laughs> the character. So my bad. That was Steve Buscemi's. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've seen The Room. Uh, I haven't seen it all the way through. I remember trying to do that, and then I just got stuck on the second sex scene. It just yeah, they go there are a lot a of things time. that you can laugh. At. You can laugh at bad special effect or whatever. And yeah. the sex scene, it just made me. Oh, maybe I'm too prude. Uh, no, really uncomfortable because it yeah. just that's it's bad. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously it's bad. And but. there are things that you can fake, but you know, somebody being on top of somebody else and like. Uh, I don't know if I was like influencing, if I was like white knighting or whatever, but I, I really saw the actress's discomfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that was the one part that was just like, oh yeah, people actually And those suffered. scenes go on so long. Right, right, right. Like everything else I could laugh at, but that, and then I just turned it off. I was like, well, if I've already seen some of the other famous scenes or whatever. Yeah, you so, much, yeah. Yeah. So but, you've seen like most of it, or yeah, 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 yeah. and it just—it it was very funny, but that scene didn't make me sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but I'm also not sure if it's just because you know I didn't watch it in the right context. You know, no, uh, I think it's totally legit. You know, people people always talk about oh, you got to watch it. You know, the midnight with the crowd or whatever. I actually don't. Man, I'm just gonna sound really negative, but no, no. I don't. I don't enjoy like this kind of. Uh, like like there's this a, a certain kind of laughter that really sticks out to me and even like during the room uh in the beginning when they're just setting up the story and you already heard these kind of like knowing laughter like people i'm not sure if they're conscious but it seemed like they're laughing just to point out to themselves or to their dates or to us oh you mean uh in this disaster artist in in disaster artist, but definitely in 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 cult movies right or sometimes in wes anderson movies where they're just laughing at something because they want either themselves or people around them to know that they've identified mm. something uh-huh. that they know more. Mm. Yeah, so that kind of stuff like really... Annoys you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it does annoy me. So it makes me avoid uh, uh, The Room just because I've seen... I've been to a couple of like midnight screens of yeah. other films. Like Rocky Horror or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Rocky Horror is like... It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, I love um, Rocky Horror. That's what I was going to... Right, right, right. But... Uh, but no, he's a fascinating character. You can talk about that guy forever, and then you and you can always just like run out of words trying to describe what the room is to people, right? And it just still doesn't like really <laughs> capture it. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a magic of it, right? It's not the worst film ever made, but it's no. the best 
bad film. It is the best bad and, film. Yeah, yeah. And it's the best, best bad film also because a lot of the things that we consider bad films, they're sci-fi, they're fantasy. A lot of times it's easy to just like point out how cheap things are yeah, yeah. and how bad the, 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 the special effects are. Uh-huh. And this one, it's actually pretty handsomely produced. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's... It's, it's, it's shot on film and HD, I guess. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, everything looked good. The camera moves look good. Yeah. You know, like, uh, uh, and there's... So like um, all you're picking apart are just the, the absurdity, just the, the, the fact and, that nobody behaves like human, right? But it's written by somebody who desperate, who so desperately want you to, you know, to to know that he's human, that right. that that he's he gets he gets us, yeah. So and and also makes me cringe because I don't know. I think you're a filmmaker, and 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 I'm sure like not just filmmakers, but writers and mm-hmm. and just people who make stuff. I think we. There are always times where we feel like we are maybe just a couple of choices away totally. from, from turning in something like that. Totally. And I've I've definitely made things that are close to that, that people will never see. I've definitely written things that have been you know, that, that made my just bum my friends out. Uh <laughs> uh in 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 the same way, you know. So there are definitely things like I think that that's kinda a little bit the thrill of it is like you're watching somebody else make things that you and your heart know that you might you you might you might have those same instincts like you mm-hmm. identify it with this guy's instincts i think yeah that's another thing they're terrible instincts but <laughs> you know i think that's like what makes people cringe not just like oh i don't understand you know uh this is an art film i don't understand it mm-hmm. uh is is it takes place in other planes like there are things in there that are identifiable right. enough so, anyways, oh, so so that's the room, and uh, the disaster artist. I felt like uh, there are moments that really captured that, but um, it felt like I don't know. It reminds me of La La Land in a way, where you're getting really successful, really, uh, uh, in, you know, people who have it all to like playing those. To, yeah, 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 to play struggling actors in L.A. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's just something in there. I don't know that. It, it makes it really hard for me to to mm. observe to absorb like when you have uh uh um you know really good looking uh uh good looking people who have everything they want playing like weirdos or sad people mm-hmm. uh and i don't know i i feel like those are they're doing a facsimile of it but they i don't know like there's something in it that's that i'm not not, not not yeah not the same way that where you see uh, Abe Vago- uh, uh, uh wait, what's it? Bella Lugosi in mm-hmm. Edward, and we're just like, oh, these are weirdos. Like mm-hmm. these people are weirdos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm saying all these things. Well, <laughs> makes- the only weirdo, just to, I mean, yeah, the only weirdo really is Tommy Wiseau. I don't agree with that. Oh, okay. Sorry, but we could talk. <laughs> but 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 the film, but, yeah. I don't know. I felt like they 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 do want to. You know, they, they they do want to illustrate that this this is like a merry band of losers, right? Like like the outcasts in LA, and they're come to get coming mm-hmm. together to make this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and it, I I just never got like never grasped that feeling because they want to do that, but they also want the cameo. They want you to laugh at the cameos, you sure, know, of yeah, Seth Rogen yeah. and everyone. <clears throat> yeah. I think so. That's that, but <laughs> that makes it sound like I'm really I didn't have a good time. I did have a great time. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, you can get such you know so much mileage just out of James Franco doing this this character, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And I just hope 
that's it. I hope you know we we, we don't see a lot of uh, Tommy Tommy's in next year's Halloween. You know. Oh, uh, we will. Yeah, and bros, <laughs> bros, like finally, finally they're through my wife. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyways. <laughs> cool that's awesome think, that's sir. very thoughtful i loved that that's a lot of no it's great it's great to it's great to have you on pete i can already tell it's gonna be a fun conversation yeah, thank you <laughs> what about you what did you think laura i actually loved it <laughs> which i don't say lightly i mean i thought it was just like pretty entertaining the entire time and james franco was incredible like he really captured the spirit there and even if it was like not exactly well, to me, it was just, it was watching somebody do like an impression of somebody, but it was all encompassing. Like he got it down and I, I little ticks and everything. I yeah. love watching somebody do a really good job impersonating someone. It's like so in, in, entertaining to me. So I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I thought that, well, you mentioned that Tommy Wiseau is the only real weirdo, but I actually think it's about a whole, a team of kind of weird people. Well, not I would, everybody. I would reverse that to, to, to two of them, Tommy and then, um, and what's Greg? his name? His brother, uh, who, what? Yeah, Greg. Greg. Greg, yeah, sorry, Greg. Well, there, no, but even like the actors that were in the movie or were the these kind of like sad. Company. Well, I didn't think the production well, people were so sad. Like, I actually thought that Seth Rogen's character was totally they, reasonable, they were playing normal like the straight, dude. They were playing like the straight No, I was talking group. about the people that are renting. Uh, 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 oh, oh like Hannibal they... Brett, the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Are these spoilers? Not really. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't know. Mm, it's Time. not really spoil. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, about the making of a movie. Yeah, there's nothing to spoil in my opinion. There's not yeah. too much to spoil. But anyway, well, no, but I do think that the actors that are in the movie are supposed to be kind of portrayed as these sort of like lost, like, you yeah. know, hope, like hopeless, you know, L.A. trying mm-hmm. to make it trying actor, right. kind of like not talented type people. But I wouldn't say they're outsiders or weirdos. But, but, they're but just like, like not would, working out. Their lives think, aren't, you know. Well, I think I'm, that I'm is... glad you got it. I guess. Uh, I mean, I'm glad the like that aspect worked for you. Like in my mind, I felt like I'm supposed to register that, but register what that these people are weirdos. Like I know that like th- that's the descriptor uh, just mm-hmm. by you know where they are. But uh, yeah. So so, anyways, I I feel like again, I feel like it, it sounds like I'm picking on it because I am because I feel like in my no, it's interesting to hear. I mean, I, I don't agree with you, yeah, but it's yeah, very yeah. interesting. <laughs> in, in, in my heart, like I so badly wanted to love it, and yeah. I and 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 I so badly like see the shape of this thing that really could make me cry. And uh-huh. there are a couple moments that really brought me close. Yeah, and, no, uh, I thought it was had really some heart. It really had. It had yeah. way more heart than right. I thought it was going to. Yeah, have. no, it was actually interesting to see the kind of like dynamic of this guy who is this really weird, mysterious kind of weird character mm-hmm. and that like there are these empathetic moments where you're like wow he like has feeling but he's also kind of a narcissist and he's kind of like i don't know but he just he's not a bad guy really. well, he actually has the spirit of the done. artist that th- he has everything that you need to i mean how they portray him at least at mm-hmm. least my interpretation of it was they gave him all the traits of an artist like he has this big vision and he has like kind intent of. and he has this heart behind it but the thing is is he just doesn't have like the, the talent the yeah coherence i don't and, think that he has a vision actually to be no honest. i think he, i think he's just like going how they portrayed him in this movie who his... knows in real life if this is the case but i felt like how they portrayed him in this movie is that he does have a vision Not yeah they, they go no, out of their way to be famous his vision is to be famous successful filmmaker but he doesn't really have a vision for the project. He's just writing a bunch of random shit. No, but I feel like the movie 
you know, the, the reason it took so long to get to, in my opinion, quote unquote, the good stuff, like, like the production, like what the production itself yeah. is that they are setting yeah. up, uh, 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 like parallels you and know? the character arc. Yeah. 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 And, the, and the, and the real world parallels, cause they want you to, uh, to buy that he is drawing enough from his real life, which by the way, is a really hard thing. If you've ever made anything, uh, <laughs> if you're making music or writing poetry if you're writing fiction or whatever it's really really hard to actually draw parallels from your real life mm-hmm. and they go out of their way to give him that you know to give him like actual things that he's inspired by mm-hmm. um yeah like they watch that movie at his house yeah and, yeah yeah and 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 the football and yeah you know uh, uh and also just his a lot of his man Greg. yeah a lot of his mannerisms and then they actually I don't even know if this is a spoiler. I'll, I'll make it as vague as possible, you know, but they had like a little vignette that has nothing to do with the plot where it's just a, a bunch of characters like discussing the meaning of a film, like mm-hmm. interpreting the film. Because I think they're going out of their way to make the film inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I'm not sure if it, if it, I mean, clearly it is inspired because it's so weird and it's so obviously personal. Mm-hmm. to this person like you can see his uh you can see his personality everywhere in the in, oh, yeah. in the in, in the room so i think it, this is like the film this is kind of like uh you know we're we're kind of living in the age of like origin stories you know mm-hmm. where um a lot of drama and, and 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 other things they all take on this like superhero kind of format mm-hmm. where the first half of more than first this is like a lot like captain america the first one right like more than first half of it is like before he becomes the disaster artist and Mm -hmm. they only introduce like the meat of it like Mm -hmm. the thing that this person is known for like halfway through Mm -hmm. like a superhero movie so interesting yeah uh and just because I, i think if it weren't for all these superhero movies i think this would have been like a really groundbreaking structure but now we all just kind of accept and internalize it right, because right. there's so many of those kind of mm-hmm. movies as well uh but yeah they, they kind of make him kind of superhero um mm-hmm. well structurally yeah. anyway no, it's interesting it's very like gray i mean i think it's yeah it's not one thing or the i think it's he's got complexity and that's interesting but also um i mean his character does and especially mm-hmm. like that last well one we'll talk later but but yeah and i also thought the one who played the brother the brother not dave the brother franco. sorry dave dave franco greg or whatever greg, his yeah. name is i thought he was really good like he really captured the nuance of one of these kind of like just cringeworthy like actor types that is not talented but kind of i don't know he just had this he really got these nuances down and i i was really convinced by him i don't know i just thought yeah i thought it was pretty good to be honest and i wasn't sure if i was even gonna like it at all really i mean i had heard pretty good reviews about it but i genuinely it definitely made me laugh like quite a bit so and also i recommend it yeah and and i think we also don't see enough. I I actually really do also just enjoy stories about amateurs where mm-hmm. uh, there's so many movies about you know struggling artists, struggling whatever. Where in the end you're supposed to accept that the thing that they come up with is great, but really it was only as good as the writers, you <laughs> know, whatever. Um, you know, and uh, especially like when they do those kind of like 
crazy mathematician movies and <laughs> and you just see them like scribbling yeah. and then you, all you have is opinion of another character go wow that's really brilliant you know like that kind <laughs> like of stuff pie. yeah but the proof is in the pudding you know like, you can like, watch this movie and you also get to see parts of it being made right 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 but very but, much from the inside and, and the and the ironic thing is and this reminds me a lot of bob's burgers as well where the ironic thing is these people are supposed to be bad but the thing that they produce on film like like the things that they made is actually a lot better than you know let's say like the songs from once or the songs from la 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 you know like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of creations <laughs> controversial a lot of creations by supposedly like brilliant characters in other movies are supposed to be brilliant but and yeah and i think this and bob's burger are two things that stick out to me as people who are supposed to be really bad, but they end up making something that just really connects with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Dominic? So I watched The Room just three days ago for the oh. first time. I had oh, never wow. seen it. In preparation? In that? preparation. Preparation H for this. Um, and, you know, yeah, I, I I agree with you. It It is a terrible film, but in, a, in an amusing way. Uh, but it actually does have... Uh, production value to it like it does it's funny it's like it it it, for it being as bad as it is it should feel more like a student film but it really doesn't it feels it does feel like a Hollywood production but it is a terrible Hollywood production and I think that's what makes it intriguing is it's like there is this disparity between the terrible performances and and the you know non-plot that is like all over the place and a lot of the dialogue doesn't make any sense but like Yet there is this sheen to like the like this attempt to make it a Hollywood production, and it like you can you you actually can feel the heart in it, even though it's terrible. And I think that's what makes it compelling. And for similar reasons, I was very compelled by this movie. I am definitely like um, what's the word like predisposed to like a film about a film. I'm always interested in seeing the. Uh, I mean, it's almost like a documentary, but I love, I prefer a narrative film anyways. And so to see uh, the process of characters creating a film on film is a meta thing that I usually enjoy. Uh, and so I was very excited going into this movie and I actually felt like it really met my expectations. I was worried that my expectations were actually too high for this movie, mm. but I loved it. I totally was extremely entertained. Um I thought, like Laura said, I thought that James Franco's performance as Tommy Wiseau is incredible. I mean, I thought he got all these little details so good. Um, anytime he's on screen, it's captivating. Um, it's funny and also nuanced. And it's not like... it's. I guess it is kind of over the top, but he's actually over the top. So it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like a parody as much as it does just it just is you know like it, they weren't really playing him for like let's all point and laugh at this guy it was more like let's uh, like he is a strange and interesting person yeah let's i think get to know him more you know that's the one thing that they do really well too is that uh it's not just like yeah like like uh, james franco mean. leaves mean him, him but he also he leaves him a mystery he doesn't try to answer questions that he doesn't know the answers of mm-hmm. uh, i wish i w- i really want to know how he has so much money no one knows <laughs> that's crazy it's though it's like, like what's up knows? with that yeah, yeah, wikipedia has a lot of theories yeah but, there's theories yeah. but i'm really glad that they've you know what i mean like like they that don't movie would not have taken off if he didn't have money <laughs> no but i think i mean both both that right uh, it's just that sometimes 
if you just spend enough money and enough you time can, right. on a project, well, you know, people it's, are involved. To me, it's, it's, it's engaging. You, you yeah. know, I think that's that that speaks to like just the nature of filmmaking. Sometimes right. all it takes is time. Uh, but I think the other, th- you know, which is also not true, by the way. I just, um, <laughs> but <laughs> to me, this is proof that if you have enough money behind uh-huh. something to promote it and just like put it in a theater and yeah. make it seem like it's a big well, and deal. And get a crew who actually knows what they're doing. I mean, he did hire people who did at least no, but, yeah. have general knowledge but of the equipment. But if you put that and, much money, it means that like you're going to get people to see it. And then, yeah. then they'll, I, that, it's just proof that everything has an audience. You know what I mean? But, like, but I guess the other thing is, it speaks to his, I don't know if it's talent, but, but uh, one of the instincts that he had, right, that a lot of, you know, I, I don't think there are that many like engaging bad filmmakers. I think most of bad films are just really boring. Yeah, yeah. Right. you know, or drag, exactly. they drag something out. But this guy understands some kind of like just as he understands like some we some really really distant <laughs> facsimile of human behavior. He mm-hmm. has he understands some like facsimile of uh of, of film pacing, right? Mm-hmm. And like the the different like. What makes a, a a bad film great? What makes a bad film really engaging? I think, you know, bad dialogue, bad acting, like things that you can identify, obviously, mm-hmm. but also just that that sense of pace and, and how it changes, you know, from like like the, the nature of a film changes, you know, it's a crime thriller, it's a this and it's a that, or in, you know, in sci-fi movies, bad sci-fi movies where they introduce nudity and just things that are really over the top all mm-hmm. the time. So you're not just watching one badly exe- bad execution for two hours mm-hmm. i think like that also takes i don't know if it's talent but it takes something i thought it was good i i haven't se- even actually seen the whole film of the room i've watched a lot of clips from it i mean like over the, the last couple of years or you know over the years i i had watched several long clips from it but i never watched the whole thing but uh yeah, I don't know. I don't think you have to have seen it to to enjoy this movie. No, no. Yeah, that's that's something I would like to mention to anybody who hasn't seen this film. Like, you don't need to see The Room to, I think, fully enjoy this film. It's actually a great introduction. It like, is. If you watch this and, and, and then you... Well, it's actually, a huge commercial for The Room. Yeah. Sure. And it, it reminds me it's of... get a lot of views now. That's another thing that I think they do really well that's very subtle. I remember when I was younger, I, I wasn't very well read, but I remember watching Woody Allen movies. I'm not going to really recommend him because you know <laughs> things have changed but uh, <laughs> but i remember one thing that stuck out to me was he he would make jokes you know where he make like uh, uh references they're very intellectual but just because he's a great joke teller he you you laugh mm-hmm. uh even if you didn't understand his references uh-huh. uh, uh to james joyce or whatever um and the room is the same way where you don't have to have been on a set they always just give you enough information to understand what they're doing is absurd and i think the you know there is strength in hiring like a pretty much all comedian crew Mm -hmm. so uh uh, uh, that they were very yeah like like all the jokes that uh, uh regarding like these the strange bad choices this guy is making like it's pretty crazy that how quickly and easily they can make you know a a a entire theater of audience understand why it's weird and why that's funny yeah you know you're like explaining the joke and setting it up and and like doing a punchline like mm-hmm. all within maybe 12 seconds right and i think 
And they did that pretty much for like 40 minutes in the film. I think that's pretty amazing. Totally. Yeah, the fact that it wasn't just like a first 15 minutes, all the heavy hitting jokes happen and then it just falls apart. It totally sustained itself. Yeah. Like oh, it totally. was just, and yeah, I think you briefly throughout the whole movie. And Pete, I think you Which mentioned this too, uh, you know, getting to the good stuff with the production. I definitely feel like that was the highlight of the film, but I felt like um, I, I was worried that I was only going to want to, I was only going to end up caring about the production. Yeah. But they made me find the before and after uh, very interesting and funny as well. And while definitely my favorite part of the movie is the when they're actually in production and you're like seeing him, you know, on set, like trying to be this idea of a director, you know, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. so funny to me. Yeah. I mean, because it's like this, it's just, it's his construction of what he thinks a director, director should do. And I just felt like it was played so well by James Franco uh, as Tommy Wiseau, like thinking that this is what he should do as a director. Did direct- you cringe so at funny. all as a director? Uh did I, um, I don't know. I just thought it, I, I thought it was like, it, it, it was, it made me a little like self-aware of, oh yeah, I guess, uh, you know, getting the crew together to have a little pep talk is a little, it can be kind of like a cheesy thing in a yeah, way. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that scene, I, I was like, oh fuck, I guess maybe I've done something similar to that, you know? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope it didn't come across like that, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I think, I think that's a thing what about that, you? that makes it really potent for me. Yeah, uh, yeah as but, a director, like, were you, were, were there things that you're identifying like, oh fuck? Yeah, <laughs> not, not necessarily so much to film because they just play... Uh, in, you know the, the the film kind of does part probably even more exaggerated version of what actually happened on set yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. you know film sets are so grueling and a lot of the choices that you make are so far apart from each other that right you don't just get to set up and the payoff like you probably don't make a lot of those choices right there and then on the fly but um i i do cringe when i watch again the room or this guy neil breen if you haven't heard of him and listeners haven't heard of this guy look him up it's it's like the room plus chemtrails, and it's really, really amazing. It's an architect from from Vegas uh-huh. uh, who looks like a blow to Richard Gere, who's made a series of like weird conspiracy films that are every bit as meandering, every bit as engaging as the room. But yeah, when I watch like uh, things by these people, I just understand like uh, they they're kind of like teaching you how to make a bad film you know they're like they're showing you <laughs> what not what what yeah the direct result of like very bad instincts and very mm-hmm. lazy and bad choices and, yeah uh i just feel like uh there yeah. there are definitely glimpses that i saw of of of, of uh james franco's tommy Vizo, mm-hmm. uh who where, where you really get to see the monster that he is but then i think right away the film kind of undercuts it. it it's it, it it's just not interested in going villainizing him or, or going towards that territory where you do like like where the monster like comes out a little bit and i was like really more interested in that just uh uh, uh there are two scenes where he kind of takes over a cafe uh mm-hmm. the first scene was played for laughs but the second scene was kind of scary it was mm-hmm. kind of it was as good as any scene where i see an actor kind of you know, it'll break out and makes people uncomfortable. You mean the sex scene? No, the cafe. I think oh, when, when you found out that, uh, spoilers, I guess, that... Yeah, just brief, 
brief spoiler. You can just skip ahead a little bit if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when you found out that Greg was moving in with his girlfriend. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then just that. Oh, and then he goes outside. And, and, yeah, and just oh, that right. reaction. But he just, it's intercut, it, sorry, it's undercut right away with him going outside, which is a slapstick joke. Yeah. Right. And he even like kicks a thing and says, ouch, which is a very, very slapstick right. thing. Right, yeah, very. But yeah. while he was in there, like that uh, little I, bit I of totally blowing up, you felt it. Mm-hmm. And there are moments like that too on set, and I know that they're all supposed to culminate to that moment where they 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 have a showdown, which is really it was it was really well acted scene. But I felt like uh 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 you you understood his monstrosity, but uh I I just wish they 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 went a little more that way. I wish that film made me feel a little more uncomfortable. Hmm. Like even the nudity thing, it was like kind of played for laughs uh, or whatever. But there are like a lot of these things where if you just stay with one of the other characters' points of views, mm-hmm. like it would have been really serious, really yeah. psychological. I won't know if it was serious or whatever. I think and, it probably would have. I mean, it could have been played out to be a much darker tale. Like because there's probably a way more a darker edited. Yeah. What? I'm sure there yeah, is well, like, especially with that the whole sex scene because that was like yeah it was it was it was spun in a way that was lighthearted but actually if you really were to think about it you could look at it in a different light and see it as being like kind of you know violent. but it can also yeah. but it can also just comment on the process in general like mm-hmm. a lot of sex scenes I'm sure are done like this you know see I don't you know That's, I'm curious about that. Right, and, and and I guess I've those... always heard that oh, sex scenes in movies are so unsexual. It's like you've got all these people standing around. There's lights on you, and it's not sexy at all. And yet, well, yeah, I mean, there's two naked people like with their bodies up against each other. It is sexual to some degree, like whether or not people are watching uh, it. I, I guess know? it depends on the filmmaker because you do hear like story. You know, Von Trier's actress, Lars Von Trier's mm-hmm. actress, is swearing to never work with him again. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like everyone well, wait, in, um, um, in n- Nymphomaniac. But three? even before that, Bjork uh, never wanted to act, and Dogville, Nicole Kidman. Uh, is that Nicole Kidman? We had a Nicole really... Kidman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, oh, but really? also, but also, oh, he's... what did they say? Tell me. Oh, I don't. I, I, I don't know. They I just wish. say they would Bjork, never work Bjork, with Bjork, like, recently came out and talked about how that she felt like it was a very abusive relationship and that she would never... She That's why she quit films. She only ever did Dancer Dance in the, in dark, the dark because she had a terrible experience with them. But I will say, not like I am discounting Bjork's experience. I totally do, like, believe that that was her experience with him. But then again, he also has worked with women who repeatedly come back to his films, like Charlotte Gainsbourg, and I think maybe over time, maybe he's like mellowed out a little bit. I mean, who knows? I mean, but I heard that like all a lot of the scene, well, like in in ne- nymph, I want to say necrophilia. Nymphoman- in nymphomaniac. nymphomaniac, a lot of the like private parts were CGI'd. Yeah, but it, I, I guess that doesn't. But more just of a psychological abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or or okay. the toxic toxicity. Yeah, toxicity. Yeah. Of of it, and and you know that has nothing to do with like how much you reveal right. or uh-huh. how many people were there on set. I right. think. So, but 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 I'm trying to extrapolate that. I'm trying to make this not like a film nerd thing. I'm I'm trying. I'm to so s- into the film nerd. But 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 I'm trying to say that <laughs> you know they're relatives like this. They're coaches like this. They're yeah. teachers like this. They're people in power there like this. And that this is a certain type of personality, but just taken to a very very entertaining level. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and 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 I I've read excerpts from the original book too, and it seems like that guy has. I know. I'm so interested in, in like. What? 
ha- oh, sorry, go ahead. He he seems like a, to be a bit more manipulative in the in the way as we understand it, not yeah. this like very exotic alien way. Uh-huh. So, uh, um, but yeah, those that's... might just be the juiciest bits that that I read in the book reviews. Right. But either way, um, I those are kind of things that I was fascinated by, and those yeah. are kind of things that I wish the movie spent just a little more. Right. time on but I, I think that also speaks to the power of a movie that it makes you it evokes things like that it makes you mm-hmm. wish that things are more and obviously the movie's a movie yeah i'm really uh, we should probably wind this down we're going pretty long but i, I we haven't gotten to spoilers yet uh have we? <laughs> n- no we haven't but i mean is there anything you want to say in, in the spoil i mean we're like way over oh I yeah like- that part where he dies is really brutal <laughs> i'm just kidding do you do you want to say anything spoiler wise because i was just oh, gonna make this one spoiler uh, free I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, there's it just a lot like of laugh spoiled. out loud moments and uh, I forgot. I forgot what happened in it. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, I'm really curious uh, to, to what general audiences would think because we're all artists. And for me, like seeing the process on the big screen is always like a fascinating thing. Like I love a movie or really any art that is about art. It I like the meta elements of that kind of thing. And for me, this film totally played into the kind of shit that I love, which is like seeing the artistic process on screen um playing out in a really entertaining and funny and and uh, at times emotional and relatable ways um you know i definitely agree with you pete with like there are moments in in uh, his journey in tommy's journey that that you can kind of identify as an artist as being like yeah man that's that is kind of how it feels sometimes you know like yeah that no one understands you or that you're not gonna like make it or that you have all these big dreams but they're not working out for you i mean that is like obviously relatable to any artist or really probably most people in general you don't even have to be an artist definitely an underdog prevails story which is always inspiring but yeah so many just hilarious moments like really funny written scenes and dialogue and situations and just like i mean this movie so easily i think could have fallen into just like let's make fun of tommy yeah but it really actually feel like it had it had more heart than that and i really appreciated that about it um and just made it a better more funny and more engaging film because of it like the all the characters around him are also interesting you know it was like the whole process was fun to see um so yeah i mean i totally recommend this movie i thought it was definitely the funniest movie of the year um mm. and probably up there as one of my favorite movies of the year wow yeah all right well thanks thanks for being on this podcast well, i really appreciate it and, yeah uh, it's yeah, awesome it's awesome to have another filmmaker and uh i think you're like the first director we've had on so oh, you're the first director <laughs> <laughs> ever well but i'm on i'm on every episode it's, it's, mm-hmm. no, it's no it's no big special special thing anyways um yeah so pete lee look for him uh where can people find your work uh, do you have like website uh there? yeah yeah my website is really really simple opetelee.com o-h-p-e-t-e-l-e-e.com mm-hmm. uh and you'll see most everything including a teaser for don't be a hero Hell yeah uh which will be playing hopefully at not just one film festival. <laughs> oh, I'm sure uh, it'll get into more after Sundance. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. So that's like, yeah, that's huge. It's great. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you'll be playing at a festival somewhat near you. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, I want to also just oh, yeah, mention uh, one quick thing before we finish up here that we are going to have a break in our programming here. We're going to be taking a break for one, maybe two weeks, uh, for just sort of like the holidays. The holidays. The we're holidays. not. We're not going to have as much time to you don't, record. You don't say Christmas. Are you guys? We say Christmas. What's up? You know, Uh, but no. So uh, you know, if you are a regular listener, there's going to be a little break. But we'll be back early January at some point. 
And before we go, in fact, I might want to just cut and paste this to the beginning of the episode. But don't forget, people, January 11th, uh, 2018, Foxtails Brigade headlines at the Independent in San Francisco. Everybody who listens to this podcast should come because if you don't, you're going to miss out on a free poster. So fuck you. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Pete Lee, for being All on right. here. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's been very fun. Cool. This has been Totally Tell Me. We post new episodes every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you dig it, share it with a friend, subscribe, leave us a rating on iTunes. Our intro and outro music is by Laura and Anton. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday. Or we won't be back next Wednesday for a new episode of Totally Tell Me, but we'll be back soon. Yeah.